Welcome fathers who are looking to inspire their kids and become fearless. This is the Become a Fearless Father show and I'm your host, Klaas van Oosterhout. I'm a father of two boys, husband and entrepreneur. This show is created to teach you how to take control and enjoy the most difficult job you've ever faced, fatherhood. I'm going to keep it real and share real life experience. A heads up, there is no magic pill. You will have to put in the hours, sweat and tears to achieve victory. Are you ready to improve your health, wealth, relationships, knowledge and become the hero your family needs you to be? I know you are. So get your pen and paper ready and let's become fearless fathers together. So here we go. Welcome to the 45th live interview show with Become a Fearless Father. I have a special guest, Michael Ashford. I've been checking him out a little bit on Facebook before and he's actually been featured in a very cool magazine um, and I saw two pictures and I was like, whoa, that's <laughs> amazing. So congratulations on that. First of all, Michael, that's, that's fantastic. And let's dive right in with that before we start going into your background. Sounds good. Uh, it said something in the, in, 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 in the regards of, you know, from skinny to, I think it's a buff or <laughs> I, I would say just, well, <laughs> wow. Holy smoke. <laughs> uh, just, uh, yeah, let, let's, let's dive into that, man. Let's talk a little bit about that. And then we'll, uh, we'll go into more details about you. But yeah, I saw the two pictures, one on the beach, I don't know how many years ago of you being skinny. And then all of a sudden the other picture, probably also on the beach and you just ripped. <laughs> so talk a little bit about that, about how did that come about the why and everything and how can somebody else, you know, what's, what's the secret behind getting such a transformation realized? Well, let's, let's start there. Um, you know, that, that transformation to the point where, you know, men's health took notice of it, it came about because of one thing, and that is consistency. It mm -hmm. is doing repeatable, sustainable things day in and day out that consistently move you towards a goal that you have. And for me, the, the goal that I set for myself uh, and, and continue to, to try and strive for is to create a, a lifestyle to create a way of, of living that not only puts me in the best possible way to serve myself and my, my interests, but also of course my family and mm -hmm. being there for as long as I possibly can for my wife, for my two children. And, you know, with, with the way that our lifestyle is right now, with the way that uh, we are becoming more and more sedentary as a society, I, I want to encourage other fathers to, be active to move to live involved lives using with their children living using fitness as the foundation for that involvement in their kids' lives i at the core of it is i want involved fathers and families families mm -hmm. need fathers and uh i i want to use dads getting healthy dads getting fit and being active as a way to not only keep the family unit together but to keep fathers around for as long as they possibly can affect. And so if I go back to, you know, that initial picture of the skinny me on the beach, you know, that was back in 2012. I was on a business trip and, and brought my wife and my young son at the time uh, along with me. We were walking on the beach one day after work and my wife snapped that picture and showed it to me. And 
I didn't like it. I didn't like what I saw, not only because of the, the visual nature of what I was looking at in the picture, and I was just a skinny guy, no muscle definition, blah, blah, blah. I, I saw in that picture the fact that I was not doing everything that I could to live a healthy way, to live an active lifestyle that would set me up as much as I possibly can affect to be there for my, my young family as much as I could. Understanding that things happen, fate happens, and, and things that you cannot control can happen to you. But as much as I could control it, I wanted to be in control of my longevity, my, my activeness, my ability to be there for my family. So like I said at the beginning of this, it's, it's been about consistency. It's about getting in the gym you know, five, six days a week. It's mm -hmm. about uh, being, eating in a nutritious and healthy and sustainable way. No fad diets, no um, unrealistic goals, uh, no you know, manic or, or uh, you know, roller coaster workout plans or diet plans. It's about consistency day in and day out. And that's what, that's the message that I try to preach to, you know, my, whether it's somebody listening to my podcast or following me on social media or any of the, the clients that I work with as a fitness coach, it's all those things. So I know that's a really long winded answer to your question and we can certainly dive deeper if you've got other, other questions there, but that's kind of where it all came from. And yeah, so thankful to men's health that they, you know, reached out and said, Hey, we'd love to feature you. So that, that was really cool, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. Again, congratulations. It's fun when those things happen when you've been building on it. Because I, I've noticed from you, or at least that's, you know, I saw the kid that, you know, your son was really young. And now I saw yeah. a lot, another picture. He's a lot older. So it, it's been consistency, as you mentioned, but it's been something over years. It's just a nice little, let's say, cherry on top of the cake that yeah. shows your hard work, right? It's, it's nice. It, it makes you feel good. It's not necessary, but it makes you feel like, yeah, I did that. Oh, absolutely. Nice. So congrats again. It's, it's awesome. It's definitely validation <laughs> for sure that the process works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But that's the thing. Um, yeah. It, it makes me come up with more questions. But before we dive further into that, man, let's, Michael, can you share a little bit, um, you know, what's, what's your background? Who are you? A little bit of information about your family setup, et cetera. Sure. So uh, I have been married to my beautiful wife for almost 12 years now, uh, about 11 and a half years. And we live in the Denver, Colorado area. And we have two wonderful children, a boy and a girl, Luke and Alexandra. And uh, I grew up in the Midwest in, in Kansas City, uh, on the Kansas side, I should say, for those of you that know the, the geography of the Midwest, there are two Kansas cities and they border each other. And one's in Missouri and one's in Kansas City. So I grew up on the Kansas side. Uh, so uh, lived in the Midwest and then have been in Colorado for uh, almost four years now. Hmm. And yeah, we, we are just an active family. I mean, yesterday we were out on, on a hike and that's one of the things that we love to do is just get out on hikes up in the mountains and you know, we were looking for a place specifically to snow snowshoe, but uh, some of the snow melted. So, <laughs> but uh, I am in my full time role, uh, marketing director at a software company, and I've I've been leading marketing teams for about the last decade plus. And yeah, I started Fit Dad Fitness about, gosh, what it's been four and a half years now. I want to say. Nice. Uh, and that is all about encouraging fathers to live active, involved, healthy lives with their children. And I am a certified personal trainer, but that is all 
side passion project stuff. That's, that's just uh, what I do on the side to, again, encourage, motivate, inspire dads to, to be involved with their family using fitness as the foundation for that. So that, uh, that's kind of me in a nutshell for sure. <laughs> nice. I like the nutshell. Thanks for that. Uh, yeah. And again, just question, answer one and answer two just gives me so many more questions that I want to ask. So um, where to start, man? Let, let's dive right in. One, one of the things, right, that you, that you mentioned that, that's so important. Uh, you mentioned you, you go five, six times to the gym. Um, you do a lot of stuff right now. Um, there, there's a lot of dads out there that are just out of shape and are just lost and, and just trying to find, like, where do I start? And mm-hmm. one of the biggest problems that I see is, is all the hype out there and, you know, really fit guys telling like, oh, you should drink this or you should eat that or you should do this, whatever. And I just see men try it and give up right away, right? Is there actually, or, or what's your, is, no, let, let's ask like that. Is there a hack or is there some first step that would set somebody up for becoming healthy and it doesn't i, I also yeah. want, this is my opinion it doesn't have to be healthy as you just ripped up it's just healthy right i mean yeah that's my opinion right <laughs> <laughs> is healthy right if you're extra bulk extra strong and great if that's your goal and perfect but just being healthy what what would be somebody's first good step to take that would set somebody up for success well i'm i'm of the belief that negativity or fear or lack is it has no place in fitness mm. um, and I think too, far too many people go that direction first and foremost when they say I want to get healthy I want to get fit they immediately start thinking about well it's because I don't like this and I I'm gonna restrict this I'm gonna restrict what I eat you know I'm going to uh, I, I'm nervous or I'm fearful about the gym so it's it's a it's a immediately starting with a negative, a negative mindset. Mm. And I always tell people, you've got to turn it on the, on the positive. You've got to look at it from a positive point of view and say, you know, what can I add? How can I supplement? How can I, and by supplement, I mean, how can I, I bring addition to not using supplements? How can I, I boost up what I'm doing to be more effective with what I'm doing? And so from that perspective, I, I look at it as, you know, from a, from a movement or a, a physical fitness standpoint, just start moving more throughout your day. I mentioned it earlier, you know, we are, we are becoming more and more of a sedentary society. You know, even for my job, I sit in front of a computer for hours every day, but I make it a point to move, to get up, to walk around, to, you know, try to get my steps in. I, I have my, my Fitbit on mm-hmm. constantly that tells me, Hey, you haven't moved enough this hour, you know, move more throughout the day and, and, just try to find little things throughout the day that you can add to that begin to supplement your daily movement, your daily activity, whether that's just walking around the block, whether that is uh, after you eat lunch, getting up and, and taking a walk down the street and back, whether that is you know doing push-ups and sit-ups and, and first thing when you get up in the morning just to kind of get the blood flowing and moving, it's adding to what you're already doing. From a nutrition standpoint, you know, again, that's another area where people immediately say, I want to get healthy and fit. So I'm going to start restricting. I'm going to start pulling away. So they say no more carbs or no more fat or no more sugar. And, mm. and they go to this extreme on the negative side. And what I always tell people is let's start by adding things. 
you know, keep doing what you're doing for right now. We understand that there may be healthy, uh, unhealthy things that you're doing, but let's focus on the positive and adding first. So let's try to eat one more serving of vegetables a day. Let's try to drink, you know, two extra glasses of water a day. Let's try to, um, you know, add, if you're, if you're craving something sweet, let's try to add in some fruit first uh, before you, you know, eat that, that little piece of candy or what have you. But it's, it's again, I, I always want to encourage the positive mindset rather than the negative. As you do that, because as you do that, as you create those positive habits, they eventually begin to squeeze out the negative habits. And it just kind of happens on its own rather than something that you have to force yourself to do that you don't actually really want to do in the first place in that moment in time, right? <laughs> and so um, that's, if, if there's a hack, that's what I would call it. You know, start your, have the perspective of positivity and remove negativity and fear because that does not have a place in fitness, I fully believe. You, and as you build up these healthy habits, you, you begin to understand and get a better feel for what it is that you actually want to do. And you begin to also get a feel for what it is that you don't want to do. And those things begin to squeeze those things out. I love it. I absolutely <laughs> love it. And it just, it just came in with a smack of all the mistakes that I've made over all the years. Uh, one of them is, of course, you get so excited, you start off, and then I have sore muscles for a week, and then I stop. <laughs> yeah. So, but that's <laughs> why, and of course, letting go, like with the diet as well, what you mentioned is so true, because you know, all of a sudden you're like, no, I gotta live healthy, and then you get rid of all the chips and all the cookies and all, all that stuff. And then yeah. all of a sudden you just get that craving coming up that you can't stop. And then it's just like you ate twice as much of what you did actually did usually when you did it normal in a somewhat controlled way. So yeah, it's unsustainable that way. Yeah. You, you, you will eventually break. Um, yeah. I found with most people is, is when you have that restrictive mindset, it eventually breaks you because it's not sustainable. It's not something that you've built up to over time. Mm -hmm. And especially for a lot of guys, a lot of dads, we have this all or nothing mentality or mindset. And it's, it's just not the sustainable way to, to create and build a lifestyle change. It's, mm -hmm. it's great for flash in the pan results if that's what you want. But more often than not, the pendulum swings really hard the other way. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Man, I, I love that you shared this because it's, it's a very important and powerful message. And we all want that, that body, but we don't understand that. We, it, it just takes time. And then with which you mentioned earlier, the consistency, you will get there. Just, you know, be yeah. patient. This would be yes. another advice, right? Just, just stick with it. Great, man. Absolutely. Loving it. Thank you so much. Hey, sorry for the interruption. I know you're really enjoying the show. Just want to make sure if you're liking this information, please subscribe and um, press the like button. And also, go visit becomeafearlessfather.com. You get the opportunity to share your biggest challenge at the moment as a father. And it gives me the opportunity to try and help you overcome this. Thanks, and enjoy the rest of the show. So you gotta, <laughs> it's one of the things I already written up because I saw it on your Facebook and I'm like, wow, how does this guy do that? Because you just mentioned like you're, you're a marketing director full time. So that's just a crazy, insane job. All right, at least I'm gonna assume so. Then it is. you got two kids, you got a, a beautiful wife of almost 12 year marriage. So she needs attention as well. I'm sure. And 
And then you also got the podcast, which you're very focused on, and you got you got your your passion, right? You want to help dads, so I'm sure that dads come to you to ask you for advice. And and from what I've seen so far from you, you're a guy that really takes his time and really tries to deliver that impact in somebody's life, right? So my thought is like, dude, you only have 24 hours in a day. <laughs> Please share with me. What's your secret? What's your what's your hack? What do you do to make sure that you uh, don't overwork yourself, don't overdo it, but just keep that consistency going. I think, I guess that's the same thing, right? The same principle, but just share with us, you know, how do you set that up? What do you, what do you do? Well, I will say this. Um, I, I've been tested on this before and I have an insane amount of energy. Uh, I, I begin the day in what's called the force zone that I'm basically a, a force of nature when it comes to my energy level <laughs> and and my drain throughout the day it it really doesn't happen until about 8 30 9 o'clock at night nice so i i just naturally have a lot of energy but I, I attribute a lot of that to the fact that i do exercise and work out that that absolutely brings a level of energy a lot of a lot of people might not understand or think that that in, that exercise and working out as hard as i do might remove energy from the equation it gives me energy it is oh. it is uh it is life-giving <laughs> for in a lot of ways. But beyond that, let's say you don't have force-level energy. It is being all in in the activity that you are currently engaged in. So, and what I mean by that is when you are in the gym, be in the gym. Don't be on your phone. Don't be watching TV. Be there, be focused, be, you know, if you have your headphones on, great, but something to focus you and be all in there. Mm. And then when you move into work time, be all in there. So many people, they think they have to fill an eight hour or nine hour work day. And so they, um, they waste so much of that time. Eight or nine hours at work is an incredible amount of time to get work done. And I'm amazed at the amount of people that just simply think they can't get all of their work done in that amount of time. It's, it's just like school. It drives me crazy. I'm, I do not believe in homework, mm -hmm. but it drives me crazy that our kids come home with homework. And I'm like, you just had my kids for seven, eight hours today. What did you do? Why do they need homework? So uh, that's a whole different topic, but be all in at work, get your work done, focus. One of the things that I absolutely love is an app called Brain FM. I use it all the time. Brain FM is fantastic. It's music that uh, you know is is created specifically to help you focus, to help you either relax or or get you in a particular mood or state. But I use the focus music from Brain FM. So I just sit down and I go to work and I am I am all in there. Uh, family time. So evening is family time. It and and I'm all in there you know i'm the cook of our family so i'm i'm making our dinners i'm making our meals to to make sure that we are on track nutritionally and then as much as i can and i'm not perfect at this by any means but as much as i can i try to you know leave work at work leave you know my fitness stuff on the side to where the family is is not needing something of me or i'm not there i can focus on those other things and i just set out times throughout the day to to figure that stuff out and again i'm not perfect by it it's not as rigid i think as it sounds as i'm saying it out loud but i had a guest on my podcast um he was one of the first crossfit games champions 
-hmm. His name's Jason Kalipa. And he has this book out now called The AMRAP Mentality, as many reps as possible. And it's just really this idea of when you are there, when you are doing something, go as hard for as many reps as possible. Just be in that moment and do that thing and get it done and then move on and check off the next thing off your list. Mm -hmm. And that's really, if I, if I had to explain how I go about my day, it's really that. I am, when I'm doing something, I'm all in, I get it done. And most of the time I get it done to where I have, I actually have plenty of time throughout the day. I do a lot of things, but I have plenty of time throughout the day. Now, one thing I have sacrificed is I'm not a, I'm not a go out and be social kind of person with a bunch of friends. I have a, I have a very few friends that I see from time to time, but I've prioritized my life in terms of my, my purpose and what I, I believe I've created for the people in my life that are most important to me and the relationships that I value most, which are first and foremost, my wife and kids. And then it's my passion. It's the fitness stuff. And then it's profession. And it's in those order. It's in that order that I prioritize my life. And, and, you know, even in people, when I made the commitment to get healthy and fit and, and go through that transformation that you saw, I had to squeeze things out of my life. I, unfortunately, friendships did die. They, they passed by because I had different goals, a different set of ideals, and nothing was going to take away from my family time. And so, you know, you do have to make sacrifices. Balance, I don't believe, exists in a lot of ways. So, again, a long-winded answer to your question, but that's, uh, that's kind of how I make it through the day, man. <laughs> nice. I love long-winded answers. So don't worry about that. Um, you said something so, so important, and we need more fathers to be aware of that. And that is, and I'm going to read it, what you said, prioritize your life right? You have such clarity on what comes first, what comes second, and what comes third, right? And that is, is the key. So I truly hope that the fathers that are listening to this right now, they make a note of that. And not just a note, please, please, I can't repeat this enough. Take action. As soon as we're done, sit down and write down what that means for you. And if it's your business right now, because that's as well, right? If you're in your business at the first, then that's what you focus on. Great. Communicate with your wife, sit down and make it work. And that's it. And that's just what you stick with. And that's fine. And that must help you out so much in making yeah. decisions on the spot, right? Yeah, it absolutely does. And so many guys create their identity in their profession. Mm-hmm. And for me, and for me, the profession is at the bottom of the list. Yes, it is how I provide for my family. Yes, it is how I, I put food on the table and, and you know pay the bills. But I've found in my life, if my profession ever jumps above my passions, for instance, in terms of the priorities in my life, I'm unhappy. Mm-hmm. If 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 my work ever came above, you know, my fitness or hiking or you know college football games, I, I love American college football. Like if the if work ever pulled me away from those things, I feel unbalanced and my my life doesn't feel quite right. It doesn't feel in sync, and I, I get unhappy. People get unhappy when their life is does not seem in sync or in the proper priority. Certainly, if profession ever jumps ahead of people, if your profession ever takes the place in your priority chain above your wife, your kids, your friends, you feel unhappy. You don't live, you're not 
feeling like you're living the life that you were meant to live, I found. So again, I go back to those four kind of P's that I outlined. Your priorities should be lined up in this order. Your purpose for your life, for me, it is my faith and my, my belief in Jesus. Mm. So purpose is at the top of that. People, the people in your life, the relationships that matter most. Your passions, the things you love to do, the things that give you life, the things that you enjoy and, and gain uh, pleasure from and, and that provide a value to others as well. Um, I'm not just talking about oh, video games. I like to sit and play video, video games. No, it's, it's something that serves a greater good that ties into people and purpose. And then at the bottom of the list is profession. And not to say it's not important. It just has a hierarchy of prioritization in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like that. The four Ps. <laughs> I just read that. Thanks for sharing again. That, yeah. that, that's so, yeah, really powerful. And um, as I mentioned, so many of us, and, and I think I keep reminding that as well for, for, for the people that have watched me before, yeah, and they keep hearing me say this as well, zombie dads. That's a typical <laughs> zombie dad. The zombie dad does not have that priority. And if he does, then his priority is profession, unhappy, working all the time, not spending time with his family, not spending time yeah. with, and well, in your case, faith, for example, which is most important. And then of course your, your family, right? So, yeah. and your passions. Right? So it, it, it makes a lot of sense. It just clicked for me as well in regards to why I keep saying, you know, look, there's way too many zombie dads out there. We need <laughs> in my regards, fearless fathers or just fit dads, right? That's, that's what we need more. Yes. Of. Great. Right. Thanks. I really appreciate that. So, in that regards, I also got to ask because um, you got two kids, right? Um, yes. What are some of the things, because that's, I wanted to tie into something that you said earlier. You didn't just say, as a dad, you need to become fit. You mentioned you need to get fit as a family, as, you know, with your kids. So do I understand it correctly then that you actually do stuff with your kids that help their fitness level as, as far as you can call it that for, for you know that age um yeah do you do stuff together or how do you set that up yeah yeah uh, absolutely and it, it it looks a lot it looks in a bunch of different ways so mm-hmm. it has never been anything that my wife and i have forced on our children mm-hmm. we've never said oh you need to go exercise you need to go do this it's it's never been anything like that what it has been is it has been my wife and i setting the example for them and what that looks like is, you know, my, my wife is a certified personal trainer as well. Yeah. We both go to the gym nearly every day. And so they know they, and a lot of times we take them to the gym with us. They know what we do. They understand what we do. We talk about <laughs> exercise and fitness and health and nutrition all the time. So they hear the, us having those conversations. Oh, how was your workout today? Oh, it was great. I did this and I felt this way and, and I'm getting stronger here. They, they understand that, they hear that, and kids just absorb. They just absorb all of that. And so, you know, we have a bunch of workout equipment here at home. One of the best things that I absolutely love it when they do is my kids set up um, exercise circuits all around the house. So they, they do like mm-hmm. obstacle courses, and then you got to go over here and curl these dumbbells, and then you got to go over here and deadlift this kettlebell. They, they set these things up as play, but they're just repeating the behavior that they see from my wife and I. And that's really cool um, to see that my uh, funny enough, I like to do a lot of things outside of the gym too. So I love hiking, 
you know, 14ers, 14,000 foot mountains uh, here in Colorado. Mm. Uh, we, we go on a ton of hikes as a family. The kids haven't been up a 14, a 14 or yet. They're, they're a little bit too young for that, but someday. Uh, but I also love to do obstacle course races like Spartan Race or Warrior Dash. Cool. And uh, again, I just signed up for one this summer and I signed up and I was talking about it. And my son goes, I want to do that with you, dad. And so I signed him up for the kids race and he's going to do that with me at that Spartan race this summer. And again, it was, I never asked him. I never asked about that. You know, we, we constantly ask them, you know, do you want to do this, try this new sport? Do you want to try this new activity? And, and we provide them the avenue to do that. And we always give them the option to decline, obviously, but more often than not, they say yes. Mm-hmm. Um, in a lot of ways, my son, a little bit more so than my, my daughter. My daughter is a little bit nervous, I think, about a lot of competition. But uh, she's, she's getting there. I think she's, uh, she's going to do track this year, track and field. So uh, she's, I think she's pretty excited about that. And she does dance as well. But we do absolutely love to just be active as a family. We go on walks all the time. We go to the park. And, and I'm a very active participant in the park experience. <laughs> I love getting on the playground equipment as much as the kids. Um, <laughs> and yeah, we, we love hikes. My, my kids, I call them little mountain goats because they, they just, you get them up on boulders and rocks up in the mountains and they, they, are, they are alive. They come alive. So uh, we, we do. It's, but it comes down to it's nothing that we force. It's, it's simply setting the example for our kids in, in what a healthy, active lifestyle looks like. And the fact that we, we never complain about it. It's fun. We enjoy it. We, yes, we get sore, but we understand what it's doing to our body. Uh, we understand why we get sore. We understand why we eat the way that we eat. And then we have fun too. So um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun and we are a very active family. Nice man. Yeah, you saw. No way, saw that because I wasn't yes. speaking to you. The moment you mentioned I'm going crazy in the playground, I was like, "Yes, another dad that does the same thing." Man, I go nuts. <laughs> I love it. I'm the. I always say I'm the biggest kid in the playground. Screw it. <laughs> oh, hundred percent. All right. So you and I, we got to hang out one time in the playground. I don't know if you right. Or in my town, but yeah, I got to show these people. How it's done. Awesome, man. I love it. So yep. I just got to ask one question because the fact that you mentioned, like my wife is also a personal trainer, that just clicked and made a lot of sense. So they got two examples. Now, um, my, my wife is amazing. One thing that unfortunately she's not um, as good at is is on her health part and eating wise and, and yeah, everything that goes in, Coke, chips, stuff like that. She's watching yeah. some. I'm, you, can you see I'm a little... <laughs> uh, she watches all my live interviews. Sorry, sweetie. Um, but there's a conflict there. So what I was wanted to ask is, um, were you the first one as a personal trader? Was she the first one? How did that work? And how did you, or was it both of you at the same time? Which then my question will go a little away. But, you know, how do you get to a part where you were both on the same line in regards to health, you know, eating healthy, uh, working out and that kind of stuff? Because that's a little bit for us, especially when it comes to the kids, a struggle that we're having is she's more laid back as an Akama, let them enjoy. And I have a little bit more difficulty because especially here in the playgrounds, it just seems like the parents just don't care. And they bring so many chips and yeah. candy and stuff like that, that uh, yeah, for me, it's a struggle. And I say no, 
and then she's like, "How are you know, come on, let them let them enjoy it a little bit." So, how did that work for you guys? Yeah. Um, so when I got into exercise and fitness, my wife did too, you know, she signed up for the gym membership at the same time. And it was, it was more so for her as a way to, you know, with a, with a young son and then a a newborn daughter on the way. And, and especially after our daughter was born, you know, my, my wife had a hard time. My, My daughter had colic. Um, and so the, the first, you know, six to, to 12 months, with my daughter and my wife had left her job at that home uh, at the time mm. exercise was a a an escape it was a way to get right mentally get right obviously healthy but really it was more she just needed that time to be in her own headspace and and not um, elsewhere so we we started i guess our fitness journey at the same time for perhaps different reasons but when we both we did we both decided at the same time to get certified as personal trainers. Mm-hmm. And, and that was a fun thing for us to do together. We, we went through the coursework together. We studied together. It was just something that as husband and wife, we did and encouraged each other in. And, and we, we made our way through that process together. And so she, she has her own you know, personal training side of the business that we, we co-operate, I guess, mm-hmm. um, and, and does her thing. And then I do mine as, as operating as Fit Dad Fitness. So uh, but it, it is, and, and we are very much in, in lockstep in agreement with a lot of the things when it comes to the importance of exercise and, and um, our nutrition. Now, I mentioned earlier, I'm the cook of the family, so uh, everybody has to do what I want <laughs> when it comes to our nutrition because I'm making all the meals. So mm-hmm. sorry, fam, you, uh, you get what I, what I make. And that, but that goes to a deeper point. I'm a, an enormous believer in dads being able to know their way around the kitchen they don't have to make every meal they don't have to be the primary cook like i am but know how to cook and and understand cooking being in the kitchen that is not a woman's job that is a that is an anyone's job who takes an interest in it and who wants to understand what goes into their food and preparing their food it's it's not gender based and and so i love being in the kitchen it is cathartic to me it is it's it's a way for me to wind down after work and ease into family time and when you cook your meals you have so much of a greater appreciation for what goes into it and the things that you are eating and consuming. Now, you mentioned snacks for the kids. Um, we, we're not super strict there, but we also don't keep a lot of junk in the house. I mean, we simply don't buy, we don't buy soda. It just doesn't happen. They may have a soda if we go out once every three months to a restaurant. Um, but it's a treat and they understand why it's a treat. We talk to them about sugar and the, the effects that it has on our bodies. Um, you know, most of the, most of the time, if, if we have something maybe a little bit unhealthier in the house for a snack, we always talk to them about, Hey, you need to start with a healthier snack. So mm-hmm. if you want that piece of candy, then go have a piece of fruit or go have, um, you know, a, like an apple or, or an orange or something like that, or a banana, go have, you know, something healthy first to fill yourself up so that you're not gorging yourself on candy. Um, Mm. and so there, there's just, like I said, we're not super strict with it, but we try to, as much as we can explain why we don't keep, uh, (laughs) random, you know, cookies in the house all the time. Those are a treat. And, and, we want to indulge in those things from time to time, just not every day. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, absolutely. I like that. I think it's more me than it's my wife, actually. Now that you, the way you explain it, because she she is the one that I hate cooking. So I know my way around the kitchen. I just hate cooking. I don't like it. Uh, however, she cooks and she cooks very healthy for us. And plus, in our house, it's very healthy. Just the biggest issue I have is the whole park thing. But you just mentioned you just got to be a little relaxed. And you gave me a, a solid tip there to first make sure that they they fill themselves with something healthy, so yeah. they don't want to eat so much. So I'm gonna think about that one. <laughs> I go with them every single day. I live in Spain, so for the people that don't know, I live in Spain, and the weather's starting to get really nice. So we are it out of the park every single day for at least two to three hours, um, and they get hungry. And as I mentioned, it, it it's just seems that our parents just love filling their kids up with with tons of sugar, and then get yeah. frustrated with them when they get all hyper, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, um yeah it's it's just uh, so funny to me but yeah that's a well and that's that's another thing too is you know when your kids have a lot of sugar at least at least our kids you know you can see the mood change so you see the happy you know hyper crazy but then you know not long after that i don't know how it is with your kids but then you see the mood shift change and they mm-hmm. get cranky and mm-hmm. whiny and upset and i as much as i can i try to point that out to them like, look, you guys had all of that candy and yeah, you got really hyper for a while and you drove mom and dad nuts <laughs> for a little bit, but now you're upset. You don't feel right. You feel cranky. You feel upset. You feel, uh, you know, not in a good mood. And that's what sugar does to you. You have that, those high, super high fluctuations that cause you to, to go to the extremes, the really high hyper and then the crash. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens when our blood sugar goes insane and, and gets out of whack like that. As much as you can, explain that to your kids. They get it. They understand it. They, they absorb more information than I think a lot of, of parents give them credit for. Mm. So tie it all together for them and make them and, and help them understand behavior versus how they're fueling their body. And, you know, again, it's not something I do every time. A lot of times it's just I throw my hands up in exasperation and I'm like, no, I'm done with this. But as much as you can, try to explain it to them so that they begin to make those connections. Mm, I like that. Yep. Um, yeah, the one is three. So he's not doing that yeah. connection. And he is smart because he knows exactly <laughs> where the biggest bag of candy is. I, mean, oh, yeah. I, I can't find him. I know exactly where to look. It's like, just figure out where the biggest bag of candy is. And I look and he's right there. Can I have some? Can I have some? In Spanish, but it's always the same. Can I have some? Can I have some? (laughs) It's good. He's not afraid to ask, which is great because that's most kids as well, right? That they're scared to ask. And that that turns later on in in different problems. But still, I would have wished that he would ask a little less. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) saying that. Um, one of the things you mentioned as well earlier that I want to tie up in a little bit is that you say, look, accidents can happen, right? You can cross the street, a car can come, and and unfortunately, that will be it. Um, However, you mentioned something very important, and it's one of the discussions that I'm having with people is like, because they smoke, and and they're out of shape. No, let's call it real. They're they're fat, right? Mm -hmm. And unhealthy, and all the time they're sick. Like every time I see them, something's wrong, et cetera. Yeah. And, and, and then there's like, well, why did you stop smoking? No, 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 no. I'm enjoying myself. I'm going to die anyway. Right. You got to die anyway. So what are you going through all that trouble? And th- that's something that 
I don't even go into that discussion because I don't even know what to say. What, what's, what's your maybe a little bit more in-depth philosophy on that fact that you mentioned, like, I want to be in control of my life. I want to be in control of uh, what you mentioned. Let me look up the word real quick. Longevity. Longevity. Yeah. Longevity. Sorry. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. what, what's, your, what's your view? What's your philosophy um, on that? Well, yes, of course, we're all going to die. Um, that is inevitable, and there's, there's nothing we can do to stop that fact. Now, beyond that, it's what do you do with your life in the in-between from, from birth to that moment of death? And how do you want to feel? How do you want to, um, how do you want to experience life? Do you want to do it in a source of constant, from a, from a source of constant pain, from a source of constant trouble? Um, being sick, being unhealthy, being out of shape, it, it's expensive just from a monetary standpoint. Do you want your, do you want your money to go towards your, your hospital bill or do you want, to, want it to go towards a trip with your family? I mean, that's really what we're talking about here is experiencing life in the way that I think it was meant to be experienced and lived and, and doing it from a standpoint where you get to experience the moments in life that will mean the most to you far, far into the future. I, I want to be able to, I want to be able to walk this little girl down the aisle. There you go. <laughs> you know, I, I, want to, I, want to, I want to be able to, and do it under my own power. I don't want help to do that. I want to be able to hold my grandchildren in my hands and feel stable. I want to be the grandpa that can get down on his hands and knees with his grandchildren and play and jump and laugh and have fun. I want to go out when I'm 80 and be able to garden out in the garden with my wife and grow vegetables. It's, it's about filling your life with the experiences that, that, that make life so wonderful. Mm-hmm. Not feeling in constant pain, not feeling like just walking up a flight of steps is going to send you into a heart attack, not, not being able to do things because you don't think you're physically able to do it. How many times do you hear people say, oh, I, I wish I could do that. Mm-hmm. I wish I could do that. Well, you can, but it takes commitment. It takes sacrifice. It takes, it takes having a longevity and legacy focused mindset mm-hmm. that you've got to sacrifice in the here and now that you've got to put your, your immediate wants behind your long-term needs right? You have these needs and these things that you want to do for your life and that you want for your life that, that reach far beyond into the future. And so even up to the point of death, <laughs> which is again, inevitable, it's, it's about filling those moments with things that mean the most to you. Mm-hmm. And to me, I can't imagine a world where another cigarette would mean more to me than spending another day with my family. And when you put it in those long-term, that long-term view and have that long-term perspective, the answer becomes really easy to me. It, it just does. And I understand we're, we're talking about things with addiction. We're talking about things that, that have a grip on us that, that we don't see a way to get out of it. But then that goes back to what I talked about earlier. Begin to add in healthy habits that will eventually squeeze out the bad. And, and there, will become, there will come a point where you will have to make a commitment and say, look, I'm no longer going to do this thing, but it's because I've supplemented and I've added to my life in these other ways that give me more pleasure than this negative thing, mm-hmm. right? It's, 
gosh, it's it's, it's just uh, it, it is a passion of mine that that I because there is so much life to be had, man. There is so much life to live. There is so much that you can do with the days that you've been given on this earth, and I can't imagine, you know, sitting back and consciously making the decision to live in a state of hurt and pain and 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 disuse of the body the physical tool that you've been given mm-hmm. and i understand no matter where you're at um, that may be harder for you than others because of circumstances because of setup because of uh, abilities or to or because of up opportunities it's the same it, it is everyone has a different story to tell but i am also saying everyone has things they can do to advance themselves in that way and so it's uh yeah it's that's 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 what i would say to that question is just um fill your life with the things that are going to leave the longest impact on your life in a healthy positive fun meaningful way absolutely and that again ties into what you mentioned earlier your four p's right it, it just yeah. i can feel that red line going through and just coming yes <laughs> yeah so Alexandra can't hear me, but she she's a lucky daughter. She's got a very amazing <laughs> father, man. I love it. Thanks for I love your vision on on health. So that that's that's crazy. Um, so I, I gotta ask, and I got tons of more questions, but I want to ask because we're getting close to the end. I want to ask something more personal. Yeah. Um, I, I'm again working on. I'm working out. I got this great kettlebell workout that I'm doing, and then um, I'm, I'm again working on my nutrition. Um, and as you, you mentioned, like you really have to analyze as well, you know, for everybody it's different, what you eat, how you feel, etc. So you really got to check out and be consistent in what you do and then change things. You mentioned like, you know, I'm naturally energetic. Um, I'm actually as well, but I've noticed that since I'm not, I wasn't working out for a long time, that energy left and, and left and left and left. Now that it's getting back, I still feel like, and like, 536-ish, which is actually like the, the biggest time that I got to be most active with my kids is, is when I feel my energy just go. And I'm like, ooh, I want to eat some, I don't know, like like a Twix or, or a, <laughs> I don't know, some, some chocolate bar that gives me energy or drink that Gatorade bottle or whatever, right? Thinking that that mm-hmm. will help me get up and make it through. Um, what, what would be your advice? What, what could... Is it just a matter of hanging in there and, and keep going because it will get better? Or what are some of the hacks that I could add into my life or anybody that's suffering or not suffering? That sounds really harsh, but who's <laughs> struggling, struggling sounds a little bit better um, with, with something similar. Yeah, I mean, um, to that point, I mean, if you, if you want a... Um, if you, hit, if you feel that craving or that urge to have, you know, a candy bar or something, one of the things that I always tell people is have a piece of fruit, uh, you know, have, a, have an orange, which is very sweet, or, or, or a ripe banana, which is very sweet. And, and the thing about it is those are non-processed sugars. Those are, those are um, bio, more bioavailable sugars that your body can use. And, and give you that natural level of energy. Perhaps mm-hmm. have some green tea. You know, it, it doesn't have quite the strength of coffee, so having it a little bit later in the day can be a, a little bit of that boost, that pick-me-up that, that maybe gets you through those final few hours of the day. Um, you know, go on a walk. You know, just, just take a little walk around the block. Getting outside has been scientifically proven to do wonders for people's energy level. And so 
anytime you feel kind of that energy drain and it's the middle of the day and you're still facing down the barrel of, uh, I've got four more hours that I need to be on it. I need to be dad. I need to be husband. I need to be worker. You know, do things that are going to naturally boost your energy level. <laughs> do it. So um, eat fruit or, or eat something that has, you know, bioavailable, bioavailable carbohydrates in it in the form of those, those sugars that, that come in, that naturally occur in fruit exercise, go on a walk, do a, do movement. You know, if you can't go outside and do a, do a walk, do some body weight squats and some pushups, get the blood flowing, get, get the energy level back up, do something to get your, your endorphins kicking in again. And then, um, what else did I say? Oh, the green tea. Uh, you know, just if, if you can, if it, if it won't keep you up too late at night, do, do a little bit of green tea. But, um, yeah, it, it really just comes down to eating, eating and fueling your body in the right way. That'll get you through the day. Um, and that's, that's not just in those moments where you feel, uh, like broken down or, 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 um, without energy it's throughout the day start thinking of your food as the fuel for your body and the activities that you do and you'll look at food a different way you know mm -hmm. does this is this candy bar going to fuel me in that workout or is it going to fuel the muscle growth that i want no it's not <laughs> it's going to give me a, a really high blood sugar spike which is going to cause my body's systems to go into overdrive to get my blood sugar back down and then you start having all other sorts of health issues that come into play there but that that orange that really juicy piece uh that really juicy orange that that just tastes sweet and is natural and as much as you can, organic, by the way, I, I'm a big organic fan, <laughs> uh, you know, do things that will naturally boost you up. Exactly. So in that regards, and I understand, you know, you, you, as you mentioned, you first try to add stuff and then later you're going to deduct the sugar. Um, too late now. <laughs> in this couple of weeks ago, but that's fine. I got it under control. I just have one doubt. And, and maybe you can shine light on this. I love honey. Yeah. And I, I don't know if, it's, if, if that's good or if it's bad. Now, it's organic honey. Can, is, is that the right? Do you say it like that, organic honey? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, not, and so, so honey's natural. So honey's produced. Uh, I'm, I'm all about eating food as close to its natural form as possible. Mm. And so, you know, honey is, is there. It's it's you could go out to a beehive right now and, and eat honey and it would pretty much taste the same. Mm. Um, so it's a great natural sweetener, even maple syrup. It's a, it's a, it's more close to its natural form than refined cane sugar. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I mean, if, if you need a little bit something sweet in your coffee or your tea, you know, use, but do it in moderation. You know, I, I love these, <laughs> I love these people that, that drink, for instance, a diet Coke. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and, and think that they're in some way being healthier when in reality, the, the chemicals and the, the things that they put in there to make it sweet, like sugar are no more healthy for you than, than just having sugar. So if you want a Coke, have a Coke, uh, you're not doing yourself any favors by having a diet Coke and getting those chemicals that, that produce the false sweetness. So eat foods that are as natural in their form as possible and honey maple syrup those are things that we use as you know substitutes for for sugar coconut sugar is a great uh another great example mm -hmm. of of a, a a more natural sweetener if you need it but yeah honey honey is fine <laughs> awesome. yeah 
Yeah, <laughs> uh, I can give up my honey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the tea, especially, you know, the, the weather is still changing a little bit. So especially for the throat, but also yeah. in, my, in my oatmeal. I eat oatmeal uh, with mm-hmm. stuff in it. Yep. And I love I eat oatmeal every morning for sure. And and something else that I, I want to mention that I, I've I've kind of skated around a, a couple times, but I want to make this clear to, to anybody listening. There is no shame in starting over. Mm-hmm. As many times as you start over, if you've if you've tried to do a workout program, if you've tried to get right uh, nutritionally, and you just you keep doing it and doing it and doing it, there's no shame in that. I want to make that clear. The only shame is in never starting again, in trying something and saying, well, that didn't work for me, so I'm never doing it again. Mm. Try as many different ways and as many different types of exercise or nutrition to find what works for you in a sustainable long-term way. But don't ever think that starting and stopping is in some way shameful because at least you're trying. You're putting in the effort and you'll eventually find something that sticks if you make adjustments. You know, the definition of insanity is just trying to do the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Don't fall into that tra- that mindset. Try different things. You know, what works for me, I love to get in the gym and lift weights, but that doesn't always work for people in the style that I lift weights. So try exercising in a way that you find enjoyable and and something that you know you'll do every day mm-hmm. and and that's what it comes down to is just you know sustainability and enjoyability again po- negativity and fear have no place in fitness exactly that's a a great way to come to a close to come to an end of this uh, this live interview and and yeah absolutely we keep hearing it all the time or at least me i'm, I'm listening to a lot of motivational here and it keeps saying like you know keep that vision just change your yeah. strategy and how to get there and, yeah. and you will get there. And that's what it is, right? If you have that vision, you have that goal. I want to get fit. I want to get energetic. I want to be that fit dad. Then just find different ways to get there. I love it. Um, yeah. So besides following you on your podcast, Fit Dad Fitness, right? How else can fathers that have been watching this and they're excited and are like, I want to get to know Michael better. I want to, I have some other questions such as me, <laughs> yeah. get in contact with you and, and um, find out more about you. Sure. So the, the hub of everything that I do is fitdadfitness.com. And, and that's where, you know, I have the featured fit dad of the month. Um, I post a lot of, of, of uh, educational blogs. I uh, post all the podcast episodes there. Mm-hmm. Um, I have free workout guides. So for, for all different levels. So I have something called the Fit Dad Kickstarter, which you know has a bunch of different style workout plans to kind of help you figure out what you like best included in that. Plus it has a nutrition guide and an example meal plan so that you can begin to understand what a sustainable, healthy, non-fad diet meal plan looks like and understand macro breakdowns and, and just try to, I'm trying to give guys as much information as they can to set them up for success. Mm. Um, if you're a little bit more advanced, if you want to do the exact workouts that I did when I was starting my fitness journey, you can go download Project Size and Project Size 2 completely for free. Uh, and, and it's all there on the website. I've, I've also got, you know, my daily fit dad, which is my membership site and then custom clients as well, but we don't need to get into that. But fitdadfitness.com is the hub of all, uh, and everything you mentioned the fit dad fitness podcast. Anybody can email me, Michael at fitdadfitness.com. And then I'm on Instagram and Twitter at fitdadfitness and on Facebook at fitdadfitness page. Nice. Great. 
I appreciate that. Michael, thank you so yeah. much for being online. I had a blast. I'm checking the time and yep, the hour is over. It went insanely <laughs> fast, but you have shared so much golden nuggets as I call them. Um, <laughs> I really appreciate it. I can't thank you enough. And um, everybody has been watching this. Thanks for joining us again. And we'll see each other very soon on our next live interview. And I wish you a fantastic and inspiring day. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Are you still meeting up with your friends now that you're a father? Kids making you stress out. You got no time for yourself to work out, read, or relax. Can you still remember the time you were hanging out with your friends, feeling energetic, happy, confident spending time together and talking about your life and your crazy dreams you're feeling alone now don't you no one to share your challenges with and you're just running around from one storm into the next well it's time to change this now join me and the brotherhood of fearless fathers to speak on a weekly basis with like-minded dads to crush your challenges Face your fears with determination, be held accountable and regain control of your life. If you want to become the hero your family needs you to be, then go to becomeafearlessfather.com slash brotherhood. Looking forward to seeing you on one of our next calls.